Welcome back, comedy fans, to an all-new Comedy at the Carlson Cast. Get more information and subscribe at carlsoncast.com. Today's episode, we're very excited. Our friends for the Drive Our Comedy Tour are back. It's Steve, Alex, and Jay. This is episode 116. It's pretty great. Which, of course, this episode is brought to you by Sapori Cafe and Catering, which is Rochester's favorite spot for lunch and any of your catering needs. Yum, yum. Find them on Facebook and Instagram at Sapori Rochester. Also, of course, Three Heads Brewing, the makers of Rochester's favorite beer. It's cold outside. You're going to need a beer. Remember, do good things and always be kind. Now, here's your sexy... He's a macho man. He's wearing a t-shirt like an idiot. It's Mr. Vinny Paulino, everybody. I get warm. I get warm, Ross. I, I can see that. He's insulated. I can see that. I, on the other hand, am cosplaying as a straight guy at L.L. Bean. So. <laughs> Are there any excited. straight guys at L.L. Bean? I'm cosplaying as a person at L.L. Bean. <laughs> I don't think there's that many. I thought the L.L. stood for laying low. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Oh, right. thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, welcome to today's episode of the Comedy at the Carlson Cast. My name is Vinny Paulino. I have the privilege of being your host. Sincere. And uh, I guess I'm just going to start off today's episode with a uh, a message to a certain someone. We see you. Hey, um, RestoreSAS.org is a pretty good website uh, to check out. I'm not familiar with it. Um, well, if you if you um, might have experienced uh, sexual assault or sexual abuse or uh, uh, or sexual harassment of any kind, they uh, they have uh, services they can help out. So, uh, could you give the website one more time? That's a uh, restore s a s r e s t o r e s a s dot org. We Thank see you. you. you we you, see Ross. you. We're looking right at you. It's the Carlson cast. Brian Ball's here. I am. Sorry about that. As much as I'm ever anywhere. It's going to be a cool show today. The Dry Bar guys are back. Yeah. Um, we have something interesting planned for one of them, and uh, there are three, so it who, should be interesting. And who knows? <laughs> we're going to need the two to drag the other one out after we're done. Uh, it's Joe, get be... the wheel. Do we have a wheel? <laughs> we should have a wheel. Either way, uh, we're excited to have Jay, Steve, and Alex back here. Uh, they were fun guests the last time, and we have a lot to talk about this time. Mm -hmm. All about them touring over the country as part of the Dry Bar Comedy Tour. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Dry Bar Comedy Tour is a... Uh, in essence, clean stand-up comedy. Uh, yeah. It's to this weekend the comedy at the Carlson. It is a weekend for everybody. Gra bring your grandma, bring your aunt, bring all those people in your life that don't like stand-up. Yeah, because they because they they are a big effing deal. Yeah, and they're funny. Like I will say, you know, a lot of times people are like, "Oh, it's clean comedy," which isn't necessarily a bad thing. But sometimes when you're branded that way, it's like, "Oh, you're." trying not to offend it like they're funny they're funny yeah. they're funny guys they're it's good stand-up working quality clean stand -up is, is a difficult real that's simple a standard if they are working on our stage they're funny <laughs> there you go it's there pretty go. good rule of thumb to live by so that being said uh i'm excited to have them back billy detore is going to come in with this week in comedy history mm -hmm. i think he's got some very interesting stories and a uh, a very interesting deep dive if you're into comedy history ross will be back with us with the news in just a little bit but uh for right now, we are going to take a quick break and uh, bring Billy in studio and hopefully entertain. We will. Hey, everybody. Lots of cool shows come up here at Comedy at the Carlson. Check out carlsoncounty.com or call 5854-COMEDY for tickets. We have this weekend still some tickets left. Dry Bar Comedy. And next weekend, hometown boy Jimmy Lissau is back March 5th through the 7th. And Joel James, March 6th and 7th in the Rickles Room. Faison Love is back March 12th through the 14th. And Dan Viola, March 13th through the 14th in the Rickles Room. 
And we have Pablo Francisco, March 19th through the 21st, one of the best names in comedy. And Steve-O is back March 27th to 28th. Really want to get your tickets quickly for that one. And Rich Scheidner will be here March 27th and 28th in the Rickles Room. And the Sklar Brothers, April 2nd through the 4th. I hear they're twins. And Jesse May Peluso, one of our favorites, back again on April 9th through the 11th. Diego Antanasio, April 10th in the Rickles Room. And Earl David Reed, April 16th through the 18th. April 23rd through the 25th, Adam Ray. April 30th through May 2nd, Ryan Nymiller. May 2nd, Dave Smith in the Rickles Room. And Anthony Rodia, May 8th and 9th. Mike Dambra, hometown favorite, May 15th and 16th. May 28th through the 30th, John, Redin- John Reniski. And Pedro Gonzalez, May 30th in the Rickles. June 4th through the 6th, Pete Corelli. Jay Moore, June 11th through the 13th. We're always happy to see him around. And Michael Rappaport, June 11th through the 13th. Again, come see us at a show and check us out at carlsoncomedy.com or call 585-4-COMEDY. We'll see you at the show. Stand-up comedy is my all-time favorite thing in the world, and I love to learn about it. I love it now. I love it then. And forever. And forever. And to tell us all about this week in comedy history, it's our pal Billy DeTore. I love you, Vinny. Billy D, Billy D, Billy D. It's a room full of love today. Absolutely. Good morning, fellas. Hello. Good morning. Uh, Let's start with birthdays, as I want to do. Let's Uh, do it. Start with birthdays. March 4th, 1954. Catherine O'Hara was born, Yay. 66 years old. I I loved Catherine O'Hara on SCTV, first place I saw her back in the late 70s, early 80s. People so. forget what a career she's had. She did yeah. a year or two on SNL, too, didn't she? I don't think she was. I she want to say SNL? she did SNL that. a little bit. I don't know. I could be very wrong. But I, I, Catherine O'Hara, Home Alone, the Christopher Guest movies, but All SCTV to me. If she's not a Creek right Guest. now. Schitt's Creek is a huge show. Is she uh, on that? Well, yeah. yeah, her and Eugene Levy mm-hmm. star in it. How did I not know that? Yeah. I got to watch this now. Absolutely. It's People on Netflix, it. right? Yes, it is. Okay. I had no idea she was on it. I just got sold. Nice. All right. March 5th, happy birthday to Penn Gillette, the talkative half of Penn and Teller. Are you not Penn and Teller fans? I, I love Penn and Teller. I love, okay. I love Penn and Teller. Okay. Yeah, he's I, a nice I'm guy. a big Penn and Teller fan, so. Yeah. Uh, if you ever get a chance to see him live, do it. And March 7th, 1964, happy 56th birthday to Wanda Sykes. Very funny lady. Love Wanda Sykes yeah. as well. Boy, three really good people share a birthday this, this week. That's this awesome. Week, this upcoming sure week. Mine was Saddam Hussein. You can make anything about you, can't you? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. You well, can really make anything about you. I probably could. We should do a challenge someday. I'd rather not. Okay. <laughs> Let's go to the comedy history. It is... Uh, March 2nd, 1935, a comedy, comedy genius is born with the first appearance of Porky Pig. He, uh, the bane ha- of the existence of all fat, stuttering children everywhere. <laughs> Porky Pig. First cartoon was called I Haven't Got a Hat. Terrible title for a cartoon. Uh, I don't know and- if you've ever been without your hat. It's quite a stressful, stressful situation. <laughs> if you ever, have you ever watched the early 
Looney Tunes cartoons. It's sort of like The Simpsons, where when you see the first episode of The Simpsons, nothing like the characters yeah. you come to know and love. Same thing if you ever see early Porky Pig, early Bugs Bunny, early Daffy Duck, won't look or sound anything like the characters that you now yeah, know and love. They grew so, into themselves. Exactly. So, uh, But th those early Porky Pig cartoons are funny. Frizz Freeling, Frank Tashlin, the creators of Porky Pig. What so. year did, was, did, was 1935. He? Wow. So 85 years? Yeah. Wow. Aged right. bacon, I guess. That's <laughs> all, folks. Oh, that's what a terrible joke. Why did I say that? Ooh, I like this. <laughs> I like the start of this one. Okay. Is it March 7th. 2007 charlie sheen fired from two and a half men well that was that long ago yeah i feel like it just happened don't yeah, you yeah no, that sounds about right I, what I, year was it 2007 wow i miss the days when something like that would dominate a news cycle for three days three instead days. of now it's like much worse things but right he got fired because he was bad mouthing the show and how terrible the writing is strangely enough i agree with yeah that. which was a, very accurate yeah, yeah. I, the show was awful as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Well, you know, you don't mess with your meal ticket. I believe that's the old rule in show business. But then he went down the rabbit hole of drugs, prostitutes, craziness. I think he was already well entrenched in that rabbit yeah. hole. That but th that show was hugely popular. Yeah. And you know, he had a good career up until then. He went yeah. on a comedy tour. If you remember, yeah, I, I do, do remember, remember his comedy that, yeah. tour, and he was getting booed off stage because he thought he'd go out there and wing it. Yeah, yeah, which, which... is you guys know always works. Always, 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 always works. Always. I wonder if that's what the dry bar guys plan on doing this weekend, just going up on stage and you know winging, winging it. it. I'm guessing not. Probably not. No. Um, I do comedians. love this picture though. Charlie Sheen fired reacts with machete and rant. <laughs> <laughs> I think they should have said rant and machete because you want to you want to end with the most the most surprising yeah, part. Don't bury the lead. Yeah, guys. don't bury the lead. <laughs> but he had so many catchphrases at the time. Winning and uh, tiger know. blood, tiger blood. Yeah, Charlie Sheen yeah. became a huge star, and now is he, I don't know what he's doing now, but he's also I believe he's now, fighting the HIV virus. Yeah. Is what he's doing, yeah, unfortunately. Uh, let's see where are we at? We are at the story of Mr. Rodney Dangerfield, I believe. Or Love Rodney. Rodney Dangerfield. March 5th, 1967. Rodney Dangerfield had been doing comedy for years, decades, since the 40s. People don't realize that Rodney actually started yeah. in, was it 1949? Like, yeah. It was right yeah. after the war, yeah. Uh, he, under the name Jack Roy, been doing comedy, and then changed his name to Rodney Dangerfield based on a joke from the Jack Benny show. Really? Ja yeah, Jack Benny had a character... Uh, called Rodney Dangerfield. It was a cowboy. And Rodney took his name from that. And in 1967, on March 5th, he made his appearance on the Ed Sullivan Show. He was a last-minute replacement. You know, he was a, a touring stand-up. And Ed Sullivan threw him on the show as a last-minute replacement. I couldn't find out for who. I'm dying to know who uh, Rodney Dangerfield replaced on the show. Mm -hmm. But he killed, and from that point on, his career took off. It was, you know, back in the day where if you made a good appearance on television, yeah, you got, you know, that extra bump. And we always talk about it now. There's no more Kingmakers anymore. There's no, no. show that you could get on that's going to make you huge. It was Ed Sullivan. It was Carson. Uh, it was, sure. you know, nowadays, even like appearances on Jimmy Fallon or... It just doesn't happen. Doesn't the move the needle. To, no. Yeah, we've had comics an evening on at here the improv. Who've no. been very yeah. We've yeah. had comics yeah. on the show who have been very just like, hey, listen, I did the Tonight Show. Yeah, didn't do much for me, just mm -hmm. man. Yeah. Which is, I guess, a sad 
Yeah. It's great that the institution lives on, but there's not that kingmaker the way Johnny Carson used to be able exactly. to make somebody a star overnight. Uh, because David Brenner became a star because of The Tonight Show almost overnight. Absolutely. And the next guest, similar story. Light on, man. Or the, the next story, I'm sorry. Jay Leno on March, let me find my date here, uh, March 2nd, 1977, Jay Leno appears oh on the Tonight Show for the first oh time God. in that yeah. lovely green suit. With you him. know what Johnny Carson said when he saw him in that green suit? He just looked over at it and went, him? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was just like, this is the guy? And Jay said, eh, don't worry, I'm just going to hide yeah. in the closet until you retire, Johnny. I'm just going to hide over don't, here. Don't worry about these recording yeah, devices. I'll don't just worry. hide over here. <laughs> See, the thing is, I always enjoyed Jay Leno as a stand-up comedian. I, I saw him at the Red Creek local... I, were you That's a around? small place. That's yeah. a little tiny venue. Back then, Jay Leno was a regular on The Letterman Show. That's how I knew him. You no, know, he'd, mm -hmm. he'd show up on Late Night with David Letterman, do What's Your Beef with yeah. Jay and his stand-up. And I was a big Jay Leno fan. But 1977 appeared on The Tonight Show. No, then became a, a regular on TV, stand, doing stand-up. Mm -hmm. uh, before that, and I've, I just learned this within the last day, before that Tonight Show appearance, he once made an appearance on an episode of Good Times. No fooling. Yeah, Jimmy J in the uh, episode JJ in Trouble. Now I want to go back and find it just to see what the white kid from Boston had to do on Good Times. I really am mm. kind of fascinated yeah. to find yeah. that too. Craig might now. We'll ask him later. Our camera guy. He seems to be a good times enthusiast. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> uh, so, it, you know, uh, Leno wound up doing The Tonight Show and Letterman a bunch of times. I got, or I've read that Johnny Carson was never particularly a fan of Jay Leno's. I wonder. No, but, not at all. But he was extremely popular with the fans of the show. So in 1986, became regular guest host. You know, when Johnny would go on vacation, Leno would host the show. And this guy's career is as polarizing as that suit. Like, it's just I don't people... think that suit is polarizing. I think that suit is universally no, no low. But I think people of the day were like, oh, that's a great suit. And other people were like, ugh. I feel like Jay Leno, that like kind of sums him up. People either really like him or they don't like him. I really enjoy his car show. Other than that, okay. I wouldn't mind if the Earth Everyone that I know You were never a fan of his stand-up? Just Not curious. really, no. Okay. No, and then I was a Letterman guy. So yeah. obviously I... But I, I enjoyed... And I was like 11 when he started becoming really a guest. So like I was right at the age to be obsessed with it mm -hmm. when the switch was happening. And I... I uh, yeah, I, I was a Letterman See, guy. See, I so always, I always, I always liked Leno's appearances on Letterman and got the impression they were friends. I didn't know until later yeah. that... Yeah. Just out of maybe you know this. Why was Leno on Letterman's show so many times? Almost the monthly. network probably made him. Okay. Yeah, I mean I don't know for sure, but that's just my guess because they definitely didn't like each other. Because I mean, yeah, they were not fans. Yeah. Of uh, each other. In 1992, uh, was it 92 where Leno took over for uh, Carson. Johnny Carson? Yeah. So it took it him 15 years. Mm. Yeah. 77 to 92. Yeah. The takeover? Yep. Interesting. 
and then he ran it all the way to like what 2015. Well, yeah, that's and then he no. Came back and he 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 let let's see 2004 signed the contract extension that took it through 2009. Right. In 2009, Conan O'Brien took over for for a couple weeks, six months maybe. Yeah. Not, I don't even think it was six months. But if I recall, didn't they kind of screw him over and put Jay on at like 10 o'clock right yep. in front of him? Like yeah, Jay's they, retired. Then like, hey, you know what we're gonna do? We're just gonna do the exact same show an hour earlier. Yeah, they yeah. gave Leno a primetime show. Which ten o'clock? I guess is this guy's career is fascinating. Yeah, yeah. But this, um, uh, uh, I think Letterman summed it up best in that little. There's a clip called uh, "Don't Blame Conan" because mm-hmm. Jay, Jay famously came said back that. and said, "Oh, don't blame Conan." It's like nobody's blaming Conan. But uh, Letterman said, "He goes when you lose your job, you leave the building, you go mm-hmm. find a new. You don't be like, yeah, I'll be out in the parking lot. Need me? Yeah, you know, it, it's <laughs> like you just you just go away and find a new gig. It, it'd be like me yeah. showing up down at iHeart and you're, hey, can I be on the Kimberly and Beck show? Yeah, can I just hang out and, and stand here. Yeah. Uh, so, literally, Leno's late, uh, not late night. The primetime show failed and said, hey, you know, I kind of like the my old show back, and they said okay. Uh, which is unfortunate. And if you, if you probably remember the book, The Late Shift or the movie. Yep. Yeah, yeah. The HBO Helen movie. Helen Kushnick. Helen Kushnick, Kathy Bates in the movie. Yep. But it was based on a book by Bill Carter uh, called The Late Shift. But most people don't know in 2010 there was a sequel to the book called The War on Late Night. The night, the Let me find the exact title. The War for Late Night, When Leno Went Early and Television Went Crazy. And it's a great follow-up that goes through the whole Leno Conan thing. Yeah. And I, I recommend that book by Bill Carter if I you're interested that. in that. Two books, same villain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's got to be a trilogy. There's got to be. Yeah, he's going to take somebody's show at some point. Yeah. Is he, he's going to gonna come back and take Fallon's? <laughs> he's going yeah. after Seth Meyers, yeah. poor guy. Yeah. <laughs> He'll take this to later shift now. Uh, so I guess, you know, Jay Leno, very polarizing career. Uh and, and what an interesting are, anniversary to remember. If you ever find a copy, if you want to see a truly bad movie, uh, in 1989, Jay Leno starred in a movie. It was no a, a buddy cop, like 48 hours. Type was it of him and uh, Andrew Dice Clay bringing back Ford Fairline? Even <laughs> worse. It, it was Jay Leno and Pat Morita. And <laughs> you know, I've never said this to you before, Billy, but bullshit. No, I've seen it. It's been on cable. It's called Collision Course. Collision Course. It's a cop buddy movie. People from opposite ends of the spectrum who get along, don't who don't get along, and then get along to. They just drive around helping people fix steam powered cars. Uh Sounds terrible. It is terrible. All right, so let's do a quick little recap from last week. Uh, We had a trivia question. It was uh, very simple. It was uh, what legendary stand-up comedian hosted the very first episode of Saturday Night Live. Our friend Chris Cologne won tickets to go see uh, – who did he go see last week? It was uh, Drew Michael. Yes. He won tickets for Drew Michael. Uh, this week, uh, we will tell you the answer. For those of you who don't know, the legendary stand-up comedian who hosted the very first episode of Saturday Night Live was – George Carlin. There he is. People don't realize it was Carlin. Yeah. yeah. Baseball versus start. football. Well, he, he performed on that show, and if you haven't seen the baseball football routine, it's classic. Now, uh, this week's trivia question will win you tickets to see the Dry Bar Comedy Tour this weekend here at Comedy at Carlson. All you have to do is tweet us the answer. This is how prepared I am. I forgot to write it down. I'll read it. Thank here you, Danny. I stink. It's all right. This comedic actor got his first taste oh, of yeah. showbiz as the drummer for a band called Leather Canary. 
which featured Donald Fagan and Walter Becker, who would later form Steely Dan. Who is he? Yakov Smirnov. What a wow. drum solo. <laughs> In Russia, drums play you. No, they do not. Uh, so that was terrible. You're fired. Billy, you can sit on the, sit on the couch for the interview. Thanks. He's terrible. Uh, so tweet your answers to at CarlsonCast. Uh, winners, will we will let you know uh, when you can get your tickets for this weekend for Dry Bar Comedy. So stay tuned, folks. Thank you, Billy. Great job. Thank you, Ben. We are going to be right Thank back you, with uh, our pals from Dry Bar. Stay tuned. Attention pro wrestling fans. One night only this St. Patrick's Day, March 17th. Two, that's right, two legendary voices of professional wrestling will be right here at Comedy at the Carlson. Mr. Tony Schiavone. And by God, we got good old JR. That's right, at Comedy at the Carlson, one night only. Together for an incredible night of comedy, storytelling, Q&As. Tickets are on sale now at carlsoncomedy.com. We'll see you there. Oh, and that's not all, wrestling fans. This summer, ECW Originals present the whole effing truth tour, Stories from the Extreme. Always wanted to do that. Featuring Just Incredible, the franchise Shane Douglas, and the Sandman. You won't be going to sleep at this show. Coming up, one night only, Sunday, June 14th. Tickets are on sale now at carlsoncomedy.com. You are going to see why. Comedy at the Carlson is watched for... What's the greatest gift of all? It's, of course, the gift of laughter. Comedy at the Carlson gift cards are available now. Get someone for your friends and your loved ones. It's fun. It's a good time. And, of course, the Dry Bar Comedy Tour. Tickets are still available for this weekend. It's a good time. Enjoy it. Get some for your grandma. And now, back to the show. Let me ask you people a question. You ever start a podcast and then realize you're about to start a segment and you have like no coffee left? It's really, really upsetting, Brian. It, you've had like six cups this morning. I think you you're good. Don't argue you're good with to me. Go. You're good to go. As it's... your as your physician, I say you're good to go. Listen, people, the text line is open. 585-484-0265 if you have your questions. Joining us in the studio, a member of the Dry Bar Comedy Tour making his return appearance on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Alex Valudo. Hey, hey Alex. thanks for having me. Welcome back, friend. How are you? It's good to be back. I think I wore this coat last time. You know, I watched uh, the video back earlier this week, and uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. it's cold here, and this is my <laughs> cold coat. But you're from Utah. Isn't it cold in Utah? It is, but you guys took it to a whole nother level. That's what yeah, we do. We get the wind. Yeah. We had the wind in it. Yeah, it. I'm yeah. impressed. Good job. Yeah. You yeah. got to fly through a couple of mountains to get here. We just make it miserable. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just your fault. Yeah, <laughs> all ours. So, Diet Coke enthusiast I Alex Valudo. That's the one thing I remembered from the last episode <laughs> we had. We talked about Diet Coke quite a bit, and you had a challenge going with, I believe it was Shane Smith. Oh yeah, we were seeing who could drink the most Diet Coke that weekend. And These guys won? were out of control. I think he did. He did. But now he's not here, so I think I won. So I brought you. It's a, an it's a marathon. I got a present spread. for you this morning. Ooh. We're gonna call this the two liter diet coke challenge. Oh no! For way. Alex, <laughs> Alex, so um, I'm gonna need you to finish this two liter before you leave. Can you can you just drink How that? How long do I have? Uh, seven minutes. <laughs> okay. Can you do your best on this? I'll I really want to see what's going on. I mean, I haven't had any today, so this I should just, be good. I, could you get this on film, please? We just want to see. 
how far <laughs> we could go with this. Um, this is how fascinating our show is. Yeah, don't do that anymore. <laughs> Whatever that was, never again. Are you going to still ask me questions, or we're just going to sit here with we're just gonna sit and watch you. slurping we're just gonna noises for seven minutes? Hold on. Yeah. No, go ahead. Get a, get a big drink in there, Alex. <laughs> Come on, Alex. Have a little more. Okay, okay. <laughs> Tell us about your parents. <laughs> our this goal, is dry bar comedy, but I'm pretty sure people are – this is – or something you're making me do. yeah two more <laughs> our just, goal, i'm sitting here in silence our goal our goal up. is one spit take mm. yeah, please aim it towards brian yeah. <laughs> aim it towards brian Not this is uh, i gotta be honest one of the most entertaining segments we've ever done our show's pretty bad <laughs> pretty, this is pretty the most bad. entertaining yeah that's what done? i'm saying we're awful we're really oh, bad okay so what are you saying about me then <laughs> drink your drink your coke okay <laughs> We should have gotten a play-by-play for the people listening. He's down to the label. Yeah, you're down to you're the label. Almost, no, you're still uh, got to. Uh, there we go. Yep. There I want to see if this kid can pound a two-liter. He, you bragged so hard about your Diet Coke love. I shouldn't have done that. This yeah, is, you really shouldn't have. You really this is, picked the show host by were, the most schadenfreude individual you're ever going to meet. You were being hoisted on your own petard, I think is what they call it. I know. I flew too close to the sun. <laughs> This is how Icarus went down the drink. I think it was the wax it was wings mead. and it was, it was, it was, a, it was aspartame. Yeah. yeah, the aspartame really melts right through wax and most substances. You know, later your vomit will be able to clean the rust off of a bumper. So that's good. <laughs> you should puke Oof. on Joe's car. How you doing? I'm good. I don't think I'll drink Diet Coke again after this. So this has been a good. See, we've we've done something good intervention. Is this literally like the parents dragging the kid out behind the woodshed and making him smoke the carton of cigarettes? Yeah. All right. Well, we're fixing you, kid. You just get back to work. You drink the whole thing. Now, uh, I don't feel good. (laughs) Really? Mm -mm. You didn't like your medicine? Your medicine didn't. I didn't. I think I got a liter. Yeah, about maybe three quarters of one. Uh. In fairness, Alex, I'm the good guy. I said no, just one liter. And Vinny said, no, it's got to be two. Okay. Because he's not a nice You look player. like you're you're starting to like fall asleep. So hold on. Okay. You could take a break for a second if you'd like. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't <laughs> as he's drinking more. You really like that stuff, huh? Mm-hmm. You don't like it? I'm I starting do, not I to like not. it so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that I don't like it. It's just that I have... Like this thing with soda, uh-huh. that maybe I like it too much, uh-huh. and I try to avoid it at all costs now, except for yesterday. And that's how you lost all the weight, right? No, no, oh, I'm no? still pretty fat. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> but like, I still fall off the wagon with soda. I absolutely love it. What's so, your favorite? Oh, my favorite soda. Uh-huh. I hate to say this because it's going to go hand in hand with fast food, but a Baja Blast from oh. Taco Bell. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding so me? So you're white trash. Correct. I like it. Correct. <laughs> uh, me, on the other hand, I'm classy, drinking a two-liter on camera. Well, when you're done with that one, bring out the other bottle. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> has anybody ever done this to you before? No one has made force-fed you Diet Coke on a uh-huh. show? No, this is what they do to geese to make pate, right? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> they give them a two liter of Diet Coke. He figured us out, Vin. <laughs> so listen, pal, you're going to have to finish that before the end of the show, before I'm done with uh, Jay and Steve. Okay, I'll try my best. So listen, let's find out where you've, what you've been up to a little bit. I know we're having okay. fun making fun of you. I had tickets. a baby since I was here last. Did you really? Yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. Now, uh, where with the luggage, where's the baby now? Uh, it's in the outside. Ah, perfect. <laughs> I've been telling everyone on the press thing today that you have a, because they're always like, it's family-friendly comedy, and then they're like, can you bring kids? And I say that the comedy at the Carlson has a baby bin. Yeah. You can keep the babies. <laughs> and we keep Brian far away from it. Yeah. Yeah. You don't, so, you don't like babies? No, or I like you like babies too fine. Much? He's too just much. making a creepy comment. Oh, okay, yeah. I see. So how old is your baby now? Boy, He's girl? five months old. Five months old. Yes. Now i got to ask you. Uh-huh. You knew the baby was on the way the last time you were here? You didn't say anything. Did I? No, I was here over a year. Was it a year ago? It was more than. No way. If the baby's five know. months old. Maybe I just figured it out. You're holding out on us. Maybe I did. Or I just forgot that my wife was pregnant. And so I forgot to bring it up. <laughs> What's your baby's name? Isaac. Isaac. That's a good yeah. It means laughter. That's why I named him that. You could, it's a better name than just calling him Laffy. Yeah. <laughs> How did you giggle, know that? Giggle pants. Because I'm smart. Yeah, Isaac means you. laughter. It is. Yeah. It does. Yeah. It does. I thought it was a good name for a comedian's son. Sure. To be laughter. Well, eh, depends on the comedian. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if I'm a bad comedian, that's the only laughter I have in my life. So dry bar comedy, Uh you know, obviously um, it implies the clean style of comedy. And you've been with the tour since the beginning. Uh Um, You're doing very, very well. You're going all over the country, which has got to be a dream. how often do you want to just let an F word fly out, Alex? Tell the truth. <laughs> Tell the truth. The more I get asked about clean comedy, the more I want to swear about it. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's fucking clean. <laughs> I like how you said that, like Stone Cold Steve Austin, and that just yeah. took a chug. You were just like, I don't want just well, clean sometimes comedy. Sometimes after shows, people are like, yeah, we fucking love clean comedy. <laughs> and I'm like, cool. <laughs> so. You two are all over the place. Where have you been notably? Where, what are some of the favorite places you've gone? Here is a favorite. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Mark is just the best. It's, they always get treated so nice when we're here. So here. Um, we only treat you nice the first time, by the way. Yeah. Second oh, yeah. time we second time, second like, time we turn you into pate. Oh, yeah. I know. <laughs> you've learned. <laughs> it's coming. Yeah, we force feed you diet. Ask for pate. <laughs> He's with the, he's going back pate. to this. Like you notice, That's he good. hasn't stopped. Like nobody's forcing him at this point. He's just going back to it. Oh, I don't have to drink this. No, you have to. Oh, okay. I'm I'm forcing I'm it in my mind. I don't want to waste my two dollars. If I find out I, you wasted a drop of that, Oof, okay, nothing's oh, gonna happen. I bought a a twelve pack at Wegmans last night of Diet Coke. Currently in my hotel room. Mm-hmm. There you go. Well, that's my story. Take your medicine. Now, yeah. here's my question. You have a son now. Yes. Five months old. Uh-huh. How much new material are you getting out of this? Is this just like Not a gold a lot. mine? I'm like, this kid. He used to step it up. <laughs> what a dick. Do you just put him? <laughs> Do you ever just put him down and go like, all right. With the, you, got a, you got a pen and a piece of paper. You're like, all right, kid, let's go. <laughs> yeah. So see if you think this is any good. The he had like a stiff neck, torticollis. Mm-hmm. You're a smart guy, you know. 
So we had to take him to a physical therapist when he was like. You took a five month old to a physical therapist. Yeah. <laughs> and I I went into the physical therapist and they're like, how can we help you? I'm like, he can't walk yet. Is that anything? Um, it's nothing. It's more of an indictment on the insurance medical. See our. Uh, Oh, it is. Yeah, I thought it was like funny the fact to that they're like the physical therapist, like he can't walk yet. Yeah, I don't know. He tore an ACL drinking milk. I don't. know. What do you tell him? <laughs> I'm just testing out. It's very weird. Again. Did a doctor tell you to take the kid to physical therapy? Mm-hmm. Well, you don't just walk in those places. Because he was getting a flat head. He has a helmet now mm. to shape his his head. So that's one of the situations where like they only lay on one side and then it gets yeah, stranded because the skull's still forming. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well. I gotta tell you, Alex. He's got. You really soft... brought me down there. I know. <laughs> you really brought me down. He's got soft bones for some reason. I wonder what that could be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your bones are paper mache after you drink all that. I want you to know that. <laughs> paper mache. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, car bumpering my bones right now. Oh, soft bones, Alex. They call. Oh, <laughs> soft. <laughs> soft bones, Valudo. That's my porn name. Too. <laughs> bones. Bones. bones uh? No, soft bones. Okay. Oh, yeah. soft bones. No so, fluffer can get him going. Alex, I need to ask you a question. Yes. I'm bringing in Steve next. Uh huh. What should I ask Steve? Is there something that I should I should know about Steve that I should talk to him about? He was a runner in college. Is that? Do you like to talk about running? Get out, running? Alex. Take okay. your coke and get out. All right. Get, bring me Steve Solberg. I'm just kidding. I, I'm just kidding. You're all right. All right. Go drink your Diet Coke. You were very entertaining. Come see Alex tonight. We're going to do this like a rotisserie style. Come yep. on in, Steve Solberg. Come on down. Come on down. Nice to see you again, man. Hello. Hello. Hey. Listen. Yeah. Finally, I guess it doesn't creep me out. That doesn't creep you. Out. Yeah, you might want to sit back a little bit. <laughs> oh, there. all right. Get oh. Your, yeah. Yeah. Look there you go. Close. Yeah, man. Yeah, you're not. You don't creep me out as much as old soft bones. Old soft bones. <laughs> I was, Alex. I was like dry heaving watching you. You could see him get progressively yeah, like darker. Uh, the, yeah, there was a there was a sadness <laughs> he that was descended on him. <laughs> he was. I've tried to convert Alex to being healthier. Well, I just try to get you to drink water. Is the thing. We'll be on the road and it'll be like three weeks and Alex will be like, this is the first water I've had in three weeks. <laughs> it has to like hurt when he pees. Like there's got to be like no STDs, it's, but it's like Diet Coke A little pee. chunky or uh, I don't know. It makes comes out fizzy. It comes out fizzy. <laughs> I was going to guess there were also, pop noises. Title of your sex tape. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Now, we gave you guys something to do later. This is a gift for you, too. He's going to drink all that soda, and then when you guys leave, you can just shake him a little bit. I know. He and I are going to – I'm going to help him on his podcast, and he's. we'll see how he makes it. I think he's going to I would love peeing. it if you just burped him on your podcast. <laughs> just him just give him a little bounce. Here we go. He's – sorry. <laughs> he just had a baby and sympathy pain, so he's yeah. burping. It's burped. So, uh, Steve, scientist Steve. Scientist, Mo- I guess so. Well, you, you are a scientist by trade, technically. Well, you're a stand up comic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to do a lot of sciencey stuff. Yeah. Aren't you a mon- molecular biologist? 
Did I say it right? Um, I I did some molecular biology. I I scientists technically this is gonna be so stupid and nerdy, but it's a it's a uh, you have to take some certifications to be like a lab scientist. Yeah. And so I did some lab scientist work for a while and stuff like that. Um, yeah, yeah. Now I do just jokes, which is harder. I don't know. It's, it depends. I was thinking about this. Yeah. Uh, to talk to you because it's the scientific method. It's obviously like observe. You want to observe things. Right. You're putting in the the stimuli and then you observe. Isn't that what comedy is about in general? Yeah, people always go like, oh, that's weird that you went from molecular biology to this. And I'm like, no, it's very, it makes sense. Because that is it, the observation uh, of a world and going, what's the weird angle I can view this from? And that's science, and that's, honestly, that's comedy for It really is. Especially me. in biology. Yeah, they definitely match up pretty well. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, biology is funny. I mean, yeah. every once in a while, comics who are not biologists will do a whole special or whatever, just doing jokes off of animals or yeah. or whatever, and uh, and I think I should be doing that, but yeah. uh, but I think sometimes you get so carried away. You have with, the credentials, the proper credentials. <laughs> yeah, I could. I'm officially I'm qualified. God damn it! But I think it's because the more you know, the more you feel like you know. The the more you don't know, you know. Interesting. I said no a lot in that. Did that was that followable? Yeah. If you know what I'm Barely. talking about. Barely, but yeah. 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 <laughs> we got there. The more you the, the more you learn, the more you realize you're stupid. You yeah. Know? That that's uh that's that old theory about uh you know, the more you know, the more you realize that you don't know everything. That's right. why I try very hard not to learn a thing. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. very intelligent actually. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to know something? <laughs> it hasn't been working. Yeah. Yeah. So when you have a lesson like that and you kind of understand it, it's got to help with your writing. It's got to help with your stage presence. It's got to help with everything, right? Uh, I would hope so, but I think I'm a guy who has a tendency to, to learn a lesson and then I go, eh, I'm going to keep screwing up or whatever. Like, I mean, I think it's super helpful, but at the right. same time, uh, I don't know. Comedy is a very uh, – this is why I think I love it because it is a very hands-on art where you just get out there and then when you're on stage you're like you feel like you're a different person a little bit and you're a little bit more alive and stuff like that so mm -hmm. i know that there's like the whole scientific method thing and there's that whole background but i have to admit that when i'm on stage it's just like let's just go with the flow you know yeah. and you just kind of feel it out from there it's it you're right it is a very hands-on art and there's a very big difference between like saying someone who's a painter who can stand back and watch people admire their work yeah you're doing the work in the tilling and you may get that little bit of time to observe how people are reacting but it's very different and that's what has bugged like sometimes that that used to bug me about comedy was that you had if you're if you're talking about a, as an art or whatever that you had the audience because i often thought well what would the mona lisa look like if da vinci had an audience like people like with her no expression i feel like the crowd would be like oh, yeah, really you're like, just yeah, gonna... it's kind of lazy if the crowd was yeah. there he'd probably put little roller skates on yeah her and make it like one of those uh yeah. maybe that cleave a little bit yeah. more you know like she'd just be you know <laughs> she'd look like a like a ford commercial that had one too many focus groups yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen we person. give you the pontiac aztec yeah <laughs> no just... no you messed up no it's a terrible looking <laughs> Uh, no, I know. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you went too far. 
but but now I, I I gotta admit now I enjoy the audience because uh, it's like lucky right where it's like oh yeah. man you get to have these people here who at least as long as you don't get too affected by them yeah. like it's the difference between uh, knowing your audience and playing to your audience right like right. Uh, I I try to know my audience I don't try to play to them because yeah. if if they're not into what I'm doing then it's like great don't come like I don't care. But but if you uh, if you try too hard to play to them, it's like you're not gonna predict what they think is funny. No, you don't you know can't. their childhood. They're there to see you. You're not really there to see them, but you are. You know, I know I get where you're coming from. Right. So you right. have to figure out how to be you, know who they are, but be yourself. Right. Right. There's an authenticity to stand up that, you know, there are people who do play characters on stage. There's people who, like you said, very much do play to their audiences, but. If you could figure out how to just be authentic as to who you are with the crowd that you know is coming to see you, the sky's the limit, right? Yeah, yeah. But it, and it takes a lot of bravery. I mean, to I've been doing stand-up for like 11 years, and I, I have to admit that I'm still getting the courage sometimes to be able to just be like, I'm just going to be myself. I mean, I, I know that sounds weird because it's like, oh, you've been being yourself for a long time. But even still, on stage, you still... Um, if you don't feel like an immediate response, you're like, hang in there, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yep. just keep going, be yourself, have fun. We're going to ride this out Cause, together. Cause it's immediate gratification or not. Sure. You know? Yeah. 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 It's, it's rarely halfway between. Yeah. So you're, you're 11 years in but, and a lot of young comics watch and listen to this show. And maybe, I guess my question for you is even 11 years in, you could still kind of make rookie mistakes as you go, I know I've done it. Has there ever been a time where you're like, man, I know I was better than what I just did? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the things is to never tell the audience how to react, right? Right. Yeah. And uh, and it's hard if, if a joke doesn't land right there to not like want to be like, you guys were like this or whatever, yeah. or mimic them or something like that. Uh, I'm trying to think of, of the worst uh, rookie mistake. I don't know. Probably the worst. I don't know if that's where this question was going, but but uh, one of the most embarrassing things that I did. I was doing a conference, so uh, it was like a corporate event. Uh, almost three thousand people right. are in attendance, mm -hmm. and they're like, uh, I decided I would try a new joke. It was very physical. And I was doing a joke about uh, a kid's, uh, what's it called, dance recital. Mm -hmm. And I said, uh, this is an impression of that kid at the dance recital who doesn't want to be there. And you just mime it out and you just kind of, uh, uh, and it was bad. It was, I remember thinking. <laughs> it was bad. It was not good. It was not good, yeah. I mean, and I loved it. I think I had just seen a recital. Where right. I saw the one kid whose leotard was too tight, and I just thought, I've been that, like, that's so <laughs> yeah. funny, and it's awful. But instead, what happened is I became that kid in front of almost 3,000 people doing this dance while they just silently watched me, and I went, all right. And they all looked at each other, my son's in dance. Like, He's a fantastic mad. dancer. And then they yeah. went home and they said, how did you enjoy the conference, Jane? It's like, well, there's this guy who did a stupid dance. He did a dance. <laughs> you know? That's the thing. Isn't it weird the first time you try, like, new material and you really think you got something and when it doesn't go over, it's not a good feeling. 
No, yeah, I mean, it's tough because it's like your baby, right? You wrote it, and then if the audience doesn't react to it, you feel like you almost have to be like, it was a stupid baby. I hated that baby. Yeah. <laughs> it was so ugly. <laughs> I'm glad I got rid of it. That's what like, Alex said yeah. earlier. Was, <laughs> yeah, something yeah. along those lines. <laughs> <laughs> he has to wear a helmet anyway. So yeah. I can't believe so, I've met Isaac. He's delightful. He's a baby. Yeah, he's a stupid <laughs> he's a he's baby. A baby. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this thing. We put them in the bin. Yeah. yeah. Baby bin. Yeah. So I guess it's been a long trip for you. You know, you're touring all over the country now. You're part of a very, very big tour. Obviously, nothing but great things to say about Drive Bar Comedy. Sure. How do you feel like this tour has changed things for you? Um, I, I think it's just been the consistent stage time that's been nice. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, we're doing a weekend here. A lot of times the tour will be off nights. Mm -hmm. We've been doing like Monday through Wednesday. And so you'll do, you'll you'll be doing comedy every night of the week, in front of great crowds. I mean, that's the dream. Comedy, it's great to do it as much as you can and get on stage every night, but to be in front of good crowds, yeah. gosh, it helps your creativity so much. And I think we've been so much more comfortable on stage. Like I, I watch uh, Jay, Alex, Shane, and myself just evolve and get more and more comfortable. And, like, you see them go into the audience more. I mean, I, for me personally, that's been my big thing is, is feeling like, yeah, I belong on stage and I feel comfortable. I like it. And it's got to be motivating, too. Not, even, not only just that you're on a lot of nights a week, but you're with three other funny guys. And it must motivate you to write more and you yeah. know, try more stuff. And you know. Th That's been a super huge bonus, too, because I love to bounce material uh, off of people. And, and if you can... You could be like, hey, how's this? What do you think about this? And that's been uh, super helpful to just be able to be, oh, you could add this tag. You could add that. Um, and and I, because you said you have a lot of comics who listen in, I think it's important to, to notice the positivity too. Like mm -hmm. some mm -hmm. people respond to things differently. I guess I'm a guy who responds to positive uh, feedback better than like negative feedback. I mean, every comic is going to have to learn to respond to negative feedback. Otherwise, you're just going to uh, write yourself out of the job, you know? I yeah. feel like a thick skin is a job requirement, but it's one of those requirements that so few people have. It's I funny. I feel like in comedy, it's just it's hard to get to grow it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know if I ever grew it. Is the pro but I, 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 I think we all have thick skins when we're talking to each other, but then if a civilian says something, one wrong word about it, you're like, oh, no. Speaking <laughs> of which, was, text, no, was it nice? <laughs> text line just came in. Brian, you stink. All right, keep going. See <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like that's the thing. I, I do admit I don't read internet comments. Yeah. Uh, whenever a video gets posted or whatever, it's like, eh. Uh, because there can be a hundred or more, or more. You can have five hundred good comments, but you'll find that one person that's like, "Well, I don't think," and you know, and it's like, "Ah, dang it!" And so, I don't know if I have thick skin. I just know what I need to avoid. Yeah, yeah. I just like to respond to the, the internet comments. You should read them because it's fun sometimes when you get the bad ones, especially like, like you get the two paragraph long one. And you just reply, cool story, and then just leave it. The two-paragraph log. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anybody who writes that long on the internet, you're like, yeah, you don't have anything. I don't care if say. you're complimenting me. I don't want to read yeah. that. No one's got this patience. So, I just pulled up your Yelp reviews, Steve. I, no, <laughs> comedy Yelp. Pull up your Uber ratings. Yeah. <laughs> Five you know, stars. 
it's so amazing though five five to seven nights a week doing comedy on the road that is like the dream for some people because you know a lot of comics never get a road schedule like you know they may do one nighters here or there but a road schedule like that's really kind of rare these days uh it is at the same time there's part of me that's like well you got to keep your yourself in check a little bit like i mean i'm sure a lot of your listeners i, I look at this wall you know and I, it's like gosh ron funches sklar brothers and uh and all these great great comics gary goldman over there but and so it's like most of your listeners are like well i've never even heard of you before so i mean that's still in check is is like hey i'm working i'm trying to get this going i'm trying to make it happen uh comedy clubs it's funny because comedy clubs man that's the crucible that's where you get to work on your craft that's where you get better um i don't know if that's where you get famous um i think it's my my favorite part of the job mm -hmm. but the part of the job where it's like how do you get how do you get people to actually know your name it's yeah. like how do you do that you got to win them hearts and minds one at a time apparently one at a time that's one what we're trying time. to do individually and, uh, yeah so i hope we get one listener today we got a lot of, we got a lot of people watching right now hi everybody one yeah oh cool hey so i guess my question is this why is the dry bar comedy tour unique why why is it something why is it a must get ticket because it is yeah yeah um i mean i think it's the the concept it's funny because people love to go hey this is clean uh family friendly comedy which i feel like a lot of people immediately turn off when they hear uh comedy's clean and family friendly so i would say go and just listen without any like um pretense mm -hmm. about what clean comedy is mm -hmm. just go and watch because honestly alex jay myself i think we all just bill ourselves as comics and that's the thing i was i was gonna say that you know when people say clean comedy clean comedy dirty comedy or clean comedy the main word is comedy people right right and some people i mean i've had people come up to me after the show and be like you don't have any like sex stuff uh, you know and it's like weird was that alex <laughs> it was <laughs> sounds alex. like alex yeah <laughs> like do you have any it is kind of a funny question it it's always like it's it's happened more than once you know and it's always like some older woman and i'm like am i supposed to feel not safe right now like she'd be like do you got any sex stuff huh? <laughs> maybe she's on. asking if you have any accoutrement yeah you know if you got a little bag of toys or something maybe maybe <laughs> <laughs> what do you got for me pal i mean that's the weirdest question to ask another person, I think. You know, but it's not uncommon. That's what's, I mean, I guess it's not, I guess it's not common. It's happened twice. Um, or, or they'll just say, hey, do you got any dirty jokes or whatever? And it's like, sure, but that's like the, the point is I don't do that on stage. Yeah. And it's not like. It's not like I have anything against people doing dirty jokes. It's like, whatever. As long as you're original, that's what I want to see. Yeah. And uh, that that's the thing about Dry Bar is they were able to curate original, different acts. You're going to see three very different acts all in one show. Right, right. Yeah, it's going to be a different originality that probably you haven't seen before, whereas everybody sort of plays a lot of the same notes. Um I don't know if I can say that actually. I think a lot of comics are gonna try to be a very original, but but yeah, 
to to add that layer of saying, hey, you can't uh, go dirty or whatever, go blue or whatever. Uh, that's a tough layer to do. Yeah, and definitely. it's it's a cool skill to watch uh, comics be able to pull it off. Well, folks, come see Steve and come see Alex tonight. Steve, you're welcome here anytime, my friend. Dude, thanks but for having me. Except for right now. Yeah, yeah, I got to get out of here. Yeah, go, go, <laughs> go over and help Alex drink his Diet Coke. I'm very f curious to find out how far I got in there. Can we get Jay? Where's my man, Jay Whitaker? Get in here, man. Good to see you. What's up? Hey, Jay. What's up in here, Brian? How are we doing? Never been better. Oh, let's, yeah, like I should probably have the microphone in my yeah, face. Yeah, man, get comfortable. What's up? Uh, so listen, we just saw your tour, two, we just had a conversation with your two tour mates. Um, how do you do it? Hmm? How do you do it? How do you go around with those two? It, they're actually great. I, I, I love these guys. They actually keep me grounded. I, I, I'm in a weird way, uh, like before the tour, I, I was kind of falling out of love with, with comedy. Really? Yeah. Like, honestly, yeah, I, I remember you mentioned that. Yeah. I, I was just yeah. like, I was just like, ah, uh, you know. I didn't like my comedy. I, uh, I was I was I was bored with it. I was going through a lot of stuff personally, and then I hit the road with. I got I got fortunate enough to be a part of the tour, and and my special did what it is. Please watch it. Please give it a, a, a positive comment. Give it a negative. Comment. Hate watch it if you want. I, Either I, way, I, Steve I pissed, ain't reading them. I pissed off jazz fans one day, and they hate watched my special and i'm like yeah, <laughs> yeah give me those numbers baby you're being a heel i yeah, love it, it so, um, but yeah i i love these guys because they made me fall in love in, with comedy all over again like when I, uh, and see now i live in i live outside of boston i moved uh -huh. i moved from salt lake city to um to boston so um i don't see them as regularly and so now you know so this is the first time i've seen them in a couple months and uh but it, it's definitely it's it's made me fall in love with comedy all over again so love it so please know everybody. I was joking. Alex and Steve are wonderful guys. They are. Trying they to are no, that, they are. They I make was... you fall in love with jokes all over again. Well, they and you know, Alex yeah. just had a baby. Did the sex stuff. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> that's just the once. Want to know? That's 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 the power of Diet Coke right there. Never, been, say... never been defeated. Can we stop talking about that guy banging now? Can we... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, banging 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 so jay what's I, up i'm really happy to see you I'm um you're here on the tour there are uh tickets for four more shows this weekend uh two tonight two tomorrow you get them at carlsoncomedy.com yeah, yeah uh you've been doing this tour for over a year now yeah um what do you think the highlights have been for you what do you think some of the cool stuff that's happened about uh the first uh when we were talking uh steve brought it up actually or no, was it uh, one of y'all? No, it ha uh, Alex brought it up where he was talking about where, you know, people always ask us family friendly, clean comedy, mm -hmm. and, and like the the very first show, the very first show that was in Spokane, Washington, we we didn't know how this was gonna go. We just mm -hmm. didn't. It, it was on yeah. a Monday. It was like, three hundred people. It was packed out. It was great. And so then like afterwards, um, these drunk ladies that just. Just had way too much to drink. Came right up to us and like, you guys were great. I fucking love clean comedy. I was like, <laughs> I was like, this is gonna be awesome. And that, and so it's just, and that's for me, like that's kind of what it is. It's like that drunk woman in Spokane. I have to say, I have to, I agree with her. I fucking love clean comedy. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what it, I mean. Like honestly, that's what it is. Uh, and it, it's been great. We've we've I've become more of a foodie. 
you know okay i've got a, I, I i got my hotel i i like I'm, i've become more of a travel guy and and the highlights of getting stuck in niagara for no reason we we got stuck in niagara falls new york for was that yesterday no this was the last time we were in this i think it was like uh, I, we got stuck in buffalo to, like because we because we got stuck in niagara and we went to Niagara for nothing, like a, a show, like basically canceled, and we booked the travel. But we had a, like, and so we were no Might show, well go. no yeah. show, and so they had nothing going on in in Niagara, New York, because that looks like American Chernobyl, you know, and it just <laughs> it was just it really sad. Is. dude. Like, it, okay, we were talking about it this morning with with Steve, and it, like, and. Uh, it, it's like we got stuck there and we were like so what do you, what is there to do out here and the best that they, they i remember the person at the front desk was like yo the best we have here is a rainforest cafe and a tgi fridays and that's how i knew this is a sad place and, <laughs> and it's just sad because we're in a nice hotel and wait, a second, wait a second wait a second you heard TGI Fridays, right? Like, you heard that? That's I mean, a... well, okay, they have Appy Hour. Okay, Vinny, like you sold me, right? <laughs> Whatever. Did you say Appy Hour? Yeah, Appy Hour. Now I get yeah, mozzarella do, yeah. sticks up the wazoo, yeah. yes. They have all-you-can-eat appetizers. I don't know what we're complaining Sitting about. in a nice hotel looking at the nice side of Niagara from in Canada, just all pretty with, with their anything but a tgi fridays they're like a, just an, and there you are without your passport yeah yeah without my passport they got a restaurant called awesome tuesdays and i'm just like sitting there just going to tgi fridays like it's nothing i hate it all right anyways whatever so how would you describe this tour to somebody like if somebody said what it what is the dry bar comedy tour how would you describe it um honestly i would just say it's i would just say it's it's just fun you know like it, it it's great because you know it's usually three to three to four four of us some of us you know not a lot of people know us you know, yeah, yeah, you know, and so it's just, it's, it's, just, it's just friends doing comedy, you know. It's, it's like you guys got the super trooper guys, broken guys, yep, from broken, Bro lizard. broken lizard. You know, it's just a group of friends. You know what I mean? Like these guys are my friends. I, you know, granted, I haven't seen them in a while, and you know, we might hate each other tomorrow. But it's just like, no. But Steve, I love you. I love you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just. But uh, no, like we, we're all friends, and. We just get to hang out. That's uh, that's yeah. the best, you know. We we go to we go to stupid restaurants. We go, uh, we go get milkshakes after shows. Sometimes we go to diners a lot. There's, uh, these guys get Diet Coke and Mountain Dew so much. Uh, you know, just who's gonna be late? Who's gonna be cranky? Who's the morning person? Who's not? Who's you know, uh, just we know each other really well. So like I love that about. So if you want to see a show full of you know, guys that are just friends and just fun to hang out with. At least I think I think we're fun to hang out with. You know, like I agree. Yeah, yeah. I, I enjoy having you guys here. Enjoy. I, I have one question. It's been I, I mean to ask any of you this really. As guys, we're known for doing clean comedy. I think a lot of people get the misperception that if you do clean comedy, then you're a super straight laced person. No, you're a regular hell no. Too. No, yeah. like and 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 see, I I live in Boston now. Like yeah. so, it's just like comedy there is very different from when from where yeah. I do I used to do comedy in Salt Lake City. And that's not a bad thing. It's not a good thing or a bad thing. It's a thing. Yeah. And so it's just like, yeah, I do a regular, you know, non-clean. I don't do a blue X-rated yeah. set, but I yeah. just do like a PG-13-ish set in yeah. in, uh, in in Boston. And, I, you know, it's fine. It's To me, it's made me a better comic because I, I approach it from, you know, just starting, starting with how can I work this to a clean audience? Because I, I yeah. want to, yeah. 
sometimes I, I want to do something that may have a lot of innuendo, and I'm like, I, I want to get it to where I can yeah. maybe, maybe get it, you know, clean enough, but yeah. usually I can't. But yeah. it's still just fun because you're just constantly rewriting it, rewriting it, rewriting it to just break it down as simple as possible. It's unquestionably harder. Yeah, it, it's yeah. but it's fun. I, I love yeah. it. And, um, you know, Alex gave me a, a bit. Uh, he helped me with this bit that I was just trying to do for, you know, kind of clean it down for the special. And it worked. And I, it's, and I love it. It's one of my favorite bits. That, and, you know, and, like, sometimes we Is help it about Diet Coke? No, it's it's, <laughs> okay, it's not about Diet Coke, but okay. no, like I love these guys, you know, like it's 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 I love what it's done for comedy and it's, Com- it really has done a lot for comedy. I'm gonna yeah. break for one second and just uh, answer a viewer question. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one came in from Chris. Uh, does Dry Bar mean there won't be alcohol served at the show? There Hell def- no, Chris. Yeah, there will definitely be alcohol served at the show. Like I know for a fact that is the cumulative sound of a hundred listeners. Going, yeah, Phew. yeah, <laughs> oh. yeah. Like the name is. Conf- can be a little bit uh, cumbersome, I guess. You but know, that comes it, out of where the tour started, right? Salt Lake City. Yeah, and so like, but yeah, like there's, you know, like you can't, you want people to enjoy themselves, and mm-hmm. and, and, and you know, if you if you if you partake in in, in the libations, yeah. then do it and enjoy comedy. Absolutely, it's simple, folks. How do you like being in Boston instead of Salt Lake? I love Lake? it. I love it. I, I since you guys been here, I spent a week in Salt Lake, and uh, that mm-hmm. was a trip. Yes, yeah, I lived there for 15 that's a, years. That's a different place. That's a different place. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you look like me. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, not using that as a crutch, but it's just being honest. <laughs> I saw a fat lady fall walking into a taco place, and I laughed. I was the only person in the whole room that laughed. Oh, yeah. That's and, what he's that's They what all he's just glared remembers. at me. No, it's, <laughs> they hated me it's, immediately. It's cool. I mean, I, I like it. I, like, I'm, I miss it. I miss it it's a lot beautiful. there. It's a beautiful place. I miss it. And, uh,. Beautiful people, you know. Yeah, everybody's and, uh, really nice. Yeah, but just too nice. Maybe I miss Mexican food most. Most oh, of most. Of, I wasn't expecting that, but it's no, great. like well, it's just it's just the West in general. Yeah, you yeah. know, like that's been, probably been the most frustrating transition of, of moving to the East Coast is the lack thereof of quality Mexican food. Like yeah. you guys need to tell me where to go. I need I need somewhere. John's Tex Mex. <sighs> that's not Mexican food. Tex Mex, no. Good. It's good though. I don't like. I don't know. I'm talking about. I'm talking about like what you're. Dude, I'm from I'm from LA, so like I'm look I'm I'm talking about the guy with the street tacos, you know. Yeah. We he, had one of those, but he, he came froze up to on death. A, yeah, he <laughs> dude comes up on a long board and he sells you chiclets and and you know t- hits you with a chanclan and all that you know like all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, like that guy, like Tex-Mex, cool. That's not for me. I'm, it's just it's not my thing. Yeah, all of our food, our Mexican food, is served indoors in Rochester, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah, no, I'm, 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 I understand. It's, it's I understand. It's making me sad. Man. So like. Now that you're out of Salt Lake, how much you make it sound like I did time? <laughs> now that you're free of Salt Lake, my question is this: like when you go to Boston, like that experience has got to be like, does it weird you out when you walk and go, "Oh, I can get a beer in here"? Like, oh it, no, I mean you can you it, can drink a Salt Lake, but it's just I think it's just more. I, I what I do like is it is. I never thought I'd say this. This is a fun sentence to say, but I, Boston is, is has diversity, and uh, it's it's. Uh, I never thought I'd like see that. You know, like I it's. I was so in, in, in Salt Lake. It's not as diverse. Yeah. You know, and I'm not complaining. It's just it's it's just what it is. It's just a fact. Yeah, it's just a fact. And yeah, but so it was nice to just kind of like, oh, I can go to a black neighborhood, you know, and because they don't even have that. 
yeah. in, in Utah. There's a black cul-de-sac. That's about it. And it's just like, <laughs> and it's really just two Samoans and maybe like, a, and maybe like an African. Dude. You know what I mean? Like, so it's just, two you know, but um, I, I don't know. It, I like it. Uh, I, I do like the adjustment, you know, and it's rich sports history. Absolutely. You know, yeah. you know and, and uh, even though I hate all of their teams, but it, it's, it's, I grew up You're hating. rocking a Lakers fan. Yeah, I'm, Lakers I'm, yeah dude, I'm a Lakers guy. I'm a Raiders guy. I'm, you know, LA Kings, all that. And, and so and my dad's from Rochester, so he's, you know, he's a Yankees guy. And so, um, yeah, like it. So, but I love it. Go out and eat fish almost twice a week. Here, Fresh here, fish. Yeah. Here's the thing the I've learned scene. about comedy in general. Uh, there's a lot of luck involved. Like, there's somewhere along the line, dude, dude. there's just luck. There is. Where was luck for you? Where is a place where it just you you just walked in and it was like, boom, my kismet, my spot? It was, it was the tour. It was the tour. Uh, well, like so so many times. I mean, like, and then I'm back in 2012 and I got laid off from my old job. I worked for a defense contractor, and they they laid me off, and it was like. I didn't know what to do at that point. And then I was, and then I just started doing comedy and then boom, I was like, all right, this is what I'm doing. Then, um, just a couple times where I get into festivals where I just happen to be free that week. I submit, you know, like we're like a check. Like I, I remember I was broke, 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 broke. And then a check would come and then you use that for your submission fee. Boom, 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 boom. You know, like I'm, um, I met my lady, uh, on opening for Chris D'Elia you know, and now we're engaged, you know what I mean? And so it's just like, what, you know, like just yeah. crazy luck of just being on that show. And then I, you know, now I'm, I, I live with her. We have, we have a dog together, you know, like, and then I just got a good, uh, I'm not going to announce it, but I just got a, uh, I just got an announcement when I got into Rochester yesterday. I got a, I got a form that have a, a thing that may, you know, that's in the works that is like, it's pure luck uh, being available at the right time. I think it's just being available at the right time. Are you okay. starting to TGI Fridays franchise? Yeah, dude, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm coming in. Uh, come, you want to come in on this? Happy hour. I've been waiting for someone to ask me to invest. You know, in it's, I, we're going to call it, uh, um, I don't know, F it Thursdays. I don't know. It's just, it's just... <laughs> F it Thursdays, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Thursdays. Coming to a mall near you. Ten years ago, you didn't imagine your life would be what it is now did you yeah just you know completely different sitting on a casting couch with two beautiful handsome men and a microphone in my face yeah this no like i i think it would be i didn't i didn't think it would be like this man it, but it's it's cool i love it i i love i love what i do i love what I, I love doing this the energy on this show is so amazing folks three acts a fun night of comedy yeah. you could bring your grandmother if you want bring whoever you want Especially if she's single, bring your grandma. Yeah. And uh, get your tickets now, carlsoncomedy.com. Jay Whitaker. Folks. Bring your grandpa, too. Bring old Silver Fox. I want to see what's up with him, too. What's <laughs> up with him? Where's Alex? Did he finish his Diet Coke? Yeah. Get in here. Get in here, buddy. Alex, How could, you would doing? you mind switching? Fin with? Yeah. Finish Switch. it out. Finish yeah. it out, man. No, no, in front of the camera, young man. In front of the camera. <laughs> Thanks, guys. This is how we're going right. to end this part of the show. We love you, Jay. Thank you. Do it. Do it. Uh, and you yes. didn't dump any of that out, right? No. And Shoeless you, Joe is verifying. And you've had all these intellectual conversations. And with me, you're just like, drink your soda, you piece of crap. <laughs> drink it. <laughs> drink and, it. And yes, in case you're wondering, it will be a gift. We'll send yeah, it to you. Yeah, we'll that's going to be the, 
That's to be the album artwork for this episode. Right there, kids. Glug, 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 There we glug. go. We're so proud of you. Yeah. <laughs> We're so proud Don't of you. Don't go crap in here. I was going to let you keep the nickel from the recycling, but now you get nothing because you threw it. Come see the Dry Bar Comedy Tour this weekend at Comedy at the Carlson. We're going to be right back with the news with Ross Johnson. Stay tuned. Thank you for being awesome and watching another episode of the Carlson Cast. Don't forget we're streaming live on Facebook and YouTube every Friday morning. You could also follow us on social media on Twitter and Instagram at CarlsonCast. You can listen anytime on iTunes, Google Play, and we're now available on Spotify. You should also check out an amazing app called Laughable. And on the Laughable app, you can connect to your favorite comedians in a way you never thought you could before. Download it in the App Store and visit carlsoncast.com for information on more shows. And don't be a jerk. Rate and review. All right. All right, folks, we are back. It is a time for the segment where Ross lets us know what's going on in the world of comedy. Approximately. Fairly recently. Exactly correct. <laughs> it like we have two history you deserved that I, do. I deserve all that and more all right so what do you got buddy tell us what's well, happening this died. week so you, you know it's not brian is it i haven't checked in the last several seconds i don't know he's very it's very precarious <laughs> good just, just cut back to him every so often make sure he's still uh <laughs> good is not the term you should use to describe yep. yourself all right oh so uh, a lot of people knew this guy. He was a New York City. Uh, he was a big guy in New York City. Uh, Steve Whalen. He died uh, unexpectedly just after his 33rd birthday. Um, no word on exactly uh, what happened there, but um, he was a. So he was a guy. He was known locally as as Mr. Jokes. He was on the Chris Gethard show a lot. Um, mm -hmm. He was on uh, the special without Brett Davis. So he did a lot of stuff. Um, he was in a uh, an Adam Sandler movie, but he was. Uh, what seemed to be the case from everything I was reading, and, you know, we're not in New York City, so I'm not super familiar with him. He was a, um, you know, almost an old-timey one-liner, jokes, uh, almost a Catskills sort of uh, guy. Very popular, very beloved. Uh, you know, one of those things where nobody had anything even remotely bad to say about him. People seemed genuinely upset and genuinely broken up. Just 33 years old, Seemed to be a, old, a nice huh? guy. Yeah, absolutely. Do so, they know what happened? Uh, no. You know, there was no, you know, as of... As of uh, as of yesterday, there was no word on exactly what happened. Uh, he didn't seem to have any health problems or anything like that. So you know, unclear what happened. It seemed to be. I saw you know, it didn't people, seem to be foul play. Or I saw a lot of like people that, mentioning but, him, but I I wasn't familiar with who he was. But. Yeah, and I sort of wasn't either um, until I was sort of I was seeing more and more um, you, you know people I knew and people I didn't know just sort of being generally kind of upset and shocked by the whole thing. So you know, as I looked into him more. He's got an album on Spotify. Uh, people can look up, uh, but it's it's all you know. It's jokes. It's one-liners. It's stuff like that. But very I respect guy. that. I mean, yeah, it's it's a, it's a lost art. It's a and skill I don't have for sure. We know. Uh, <laughs> God damn it! I set you right up for that one. Yes, you did. <laughs> See, you give a little, you get a little. Yeah. Um, I personally really enjoy watching that style when it's done well. Yeah. yeah. Especially when someone comes at it from an original take and they're not just doing old book right jokes. right right if you could write new stuff and, and master that style hell props to you and I, i'm sorry to hear this that's bad news and, and i think that's part of the reason he was so popular it's just nobody's doing that kind yeah. of comedy so yeah 
Yeah, I mean, it's it feels like it is a lost art. Mm-hmm. It is. Okay, what else do we have? Okay, so um, there's a potential <laughs> potential job opening for uh, coming up. So uh, Katie Couric was on Real Time with Bill Maher, which is a show that is Someone still, needs to still run the Rose and Crown mm-hmm. open mic? <laughs> Someone needs to run the Rose and Crown open mic. Okay, so uh, the the uh, turns out the Bloomberg campaign, the Mike Bloomberg for President campaign, he's a fun guy. You can see that there. He's, what is uh, up with those lips there? What is this? He's hiring a comedy writer. Oh, really? So um, he's he's either, according to Katie Kirk, he's either hiring or has hired a comedy writer. There's a lot of speculation about who he's looking mm-hmm. at. He's already done, I guess he's doing the sort of uh, social media Instagram type mm-hmm. uh, repackage old jokes into memes kind of people. The- but he's hiring like a... Don't give Netflix specials to anybody. Absolutely. Jeez. <laughs> um, oh so, so hold on a second. I can't decide, Brian, if you got offered this job. I'd take it a second. Yeah, I think I would too. Yeah. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Of course. Of like, course. I yeah. mean, not only does uh, Uncle Moneybags over here yeah. need the help, Yeah. it's a pretty interesting gig yeah i think it'd be i think it would be kind of fun so they they so they may or may not have hired somebody um they did a test balloon of this like a week ago uh, and again this might have been the comedy again because this is all sort of shadowy please this be cat williams please be cat williams <laughs> this might have been the comedy writer that they've been they've hired this might be um something they were trying out so um you may recall if you're following any of the democratic primary Bloom, bernie sanders had said some Things about Fidel Castro. I don't. We don't need to characterize what he was saying, but some people interpret it as being um, complimentary. A little complimentary, absolutely. So, the Bloomberg uh, Twitter account started this hashtag Bernie on despots um, thing, which they're all deleted now. So a couple of them are. Um, Who am I to question Kim Jong Un for starving millions of his own people when he opened a kick-ass water park with over ten slides, a lazy, lazy river, and a wave machine? It what is a, a really nice water park. Absolutely. Um, another one was Vladimir Putin is willing to poison anyone who disagrees with him, but have you seen how that guy looks without a shirt? Mmm, delish. So these are supposedly quotes from Bernie Sanders. I gotta be honest with you. Those aren't very good jokes. No. Those are not great he jokes. He definitely needed the writer. And th- those have all been deleted, by the way. So right. that was from the Bloomberg uh, Not your best work. Twitter I hope account. they didn't get the job off of that. Yeah. So uh, Katie Kirk described... <laughs> Katie Kirk described this as... Because um, I guess part of the stated reason for this is to... Um, make fun of donald trump and get in his head so katie kirk described it as when we when they go low we go lower uh let's, let's uh, see how this goes all right yeah. well so i guess jo- uh, could be a job opening uh the is other it posted guy, on monster how do i apply <laughs> the other guy might have gotten fired based on the fact that the old deletes t- tweets were all deleted so you know yeah <laughs> somebody might be in the role but there might there might be a new opening again all right what I mean, else we got okay so uh this is a well again you know my my good news stories are always tinged with tragedy how i like to roll but so there's a guy named well, i like uh, your life right now pretty much, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> so there's a guy named jesse uh <laughs> April. he uh about seven years ago he got a fulbright scholarship he went to china and uh learned to learn comedy he wanted to learn the chinese comedy method uh zhang sheng or crosstalk uh, i feel um, like i know where this is going under a uh, uh chinese comedy master named deng guangshan so that all sounds. I don't weird. like where this is going. <laughs> I already know where you're going with this. No, it's actually it it it's it's okay. So it it all sounds sort of ridiculous, but I saw some of his stuff and it's actually not bad. And he's uh, he's worked in China for you know he's worked in China for seven years. Um, he has become sort of popular in China, mm-hmm. uh, you know, among a certain crowd. He's done some sort of cross cultural things uh, with you know doing jokes about china for american audiences but also trying to encourage people to you know stop rambling and tell us when he died 
He did, no, so he didn't die. So he's uh, – no, because this is a good news story, ultimately, sort of. Okay. <laughs> um, he, uh, he recently came home to uh, Massachusetts, and because of the, uh, the COVID-19 coronavirus yeah. outbreak, he is not able to return to China at the mm-hmm. present time, or it's not certainly not advisable for him to return to China at the present time. So he's uh, partnered with a nonprofit called We Star Corporation to send uh, – to uh, raise money, to send money and medical supplies to affected areas in China, such as Wuhan – uh, who are, of course, struggling to combat this, you know, this uh, this virus that we're all going to be soon struggling to combat. So he uh, says, we don't usually see portray- portrayals of China as very funny, but the people there are very funny. Um, the problem is we don't have a good way for regular people in America to see what life is like for regular people in China and vice versa. So he's trying to raise awareness about um, life in China in general and also try to raise money to uh, help and support the people who are fighting the uh the COVID-19 no, virus good. there. So. Well, it was positive. I mean, you know, tinged with tragedy about a yeah. horrible pandemic. It wouldn't, but... be, it wouldn't be the news without something right. wrong. Right. Uh, I like all three of those stories today. Um, I'm glad that he's doing something positive. It's a uh, terrifying time to be over there right now, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's a uh, terrifying time to be anywhere right now, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's not funny. I'm not, it's not a ha-ha funny. I'm laughing. You well, know, but... folks... If we make it through next week, yep. <laughs> we'll be <laughs> back with our pal Jamie LaSalle. So hopefully we'll see you then. Until then, Rochester and all of you listening around the world, and the act ships right. At sea. <laughs>